the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the power and the presence of Jesus himself as he is with us. Amen. Well, a pretty exciting day, I would say, right? I, was, I had the opportunity Thursdays to be here at St. John's for a uh, funeral, also some baptisms. And the minute I came in the building, I saw this beautiful Advent preparation for Christmas. Isn't it gorgeous? It really does kind of lift our hearts and help us to refocus, really, on what's ahead. You know, we need to do that every day in our lives, by the way. We can get so caught up in the things that really don't matter that we, leave, we lose focus on the things that do. And Jesus is pretty clear about the things that should be in front of us. He says clearly, seek my kingdom and all the things that you think you need, I'll take care of. Boy, isn't that a good word from God today? Seek first my kingdom. In other words, my rule in your heart, your service to me, your faithfulness as I am always faithful. And so as we begin our season called Advent, we have this beautiful Advent wreath here today. Uh, possibly all of you are familiar with the Advent wreath, but if you're not, uh, the four candles on the outer edge here of this wreath really remind us of the four weeks before Christmas. In other words, the four Sundays before Christmas. And uh, <clears throat> each Sunday we, of course, light another candle. Do any of you know what this pink candle's all about? It's kind of interesting. Why is that there, Bill? Well, you don't have to answer that. Um, the... Uh, the reason this pink candle is here, it's really a takeoff on the epistle reading uh, for the uh, third Sunday in Advent, which is uh, around the theme of joy or rejoice in the Lord and so on. So this, when we hit this candle, that's really saying, hey man, we're getting close to the celebration of Jesus' birth. We all need, we all need help. We all need to get focused and get ready for Jesus. So the Advent wreath... Uh, helps us. And of course, the Christ candle in the middle is lit uh, during the uh, Christmas Eve or Christmas Day service. A lot of things help us and remind us and get us ready. Advent wreath is one thing, but even what's more important is the words and the promises of God. We need to be ready, we need to be prepared. And during the season of Advent, again, we, we focus on the birthday of Jesus, which we're going to celebrate at Christmas. We also focus on his very presence among us through his word and sacrament. And thirdly, we focus on his coming again. And that's what the gospel really is uh, referring to today in Mark, getting ready for Jesus' return. Now that's pretty significant and pretty important because we know what God says in his word about getting ready for Jesus' return, his second coming, and that, of course, brings to an end this age. 
this heaven and this earth as we live in it, as we look up into the sky, as we look at the ground, the, the crops of the field, our families and friends, and all the possessions and things that we have in life, that's all going to be changed. <clears throat> and so things that we really want to focus on are the things of God. We want to be prepared. And Jesus is really insistent on helping us <clears throat> to get ready. And in the Gospel of Mark, I want you to consider three things this morning, just three thoughts. The promise, the present, and the preparation as we get ready for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Jesus is coming back. That's a given. We know that to be true because he speaks about that over and over again in the New Testament. He speaks about the fact, <coughs> excuse me, he speaks about the fact that he will return and this will be called the day of judgment. And certainly he's coming. In verse 32 of Mark, we read about that day or hour, no one knows, not the angels, not even the Son of Man, Jesus, but the Father. Now we know that Jesus is the second person of the Trinity and the Father, first person of the Trinity, Spirit, the third person of the Trinity. God is God, one God. But really when we look at the life and ministry of God, God in this world. The Father is focused on creation, and the Father alone will bring an end to this world. Jesus says, I'm not concerned about that day or that hour. My concern is for your salvation, and that will culminate in judgment day, where you will come before me as sheep on my right, inherit the kingdom. Jesus says, no one knows the day or the hour. You know, you get into these end-of-the-year kind of times and you always undoubtedly hear people say to you, well, you know, I know when he's coming. You, there's so many false prophets over the years. They've always been there. But we need to recognize that, you know, we don't know the day or the hour when Jesus is just going to break into our presence here. The clouds will disappear the whole vision of what we see will be gone and it'll be a new vision and Jesus will be in the center of it. It's almost really, you could almost say, this is like the moment of death when we pass from this world to heaven, to God's presence. It's a new existence. It's a new vision. It's a new presence. And that's what all of this is about, all of this about Advent and the celebration of Christmas and all of the events of the Christian church year. Epiphany, making Jesus known, Lent, getting ready for his suffering, his death and his resurrection, Easter, celebrating his victory over death, Pentecost, where we talk about our Christian life as it is wrapped up in the Holy Spirit moving us and leading us and guiding us. And then we come to the beginning of a church year and we, we repeat the process. It's kind of like uh, celebrating a birthday, isn't it? Well, I have a birthday today. Now I'm looking forward to my next one. 
You know, that's, that's really what the Christian church here helps us do. It helps us focus and refocus on the things of God. And so today, we are really beginning a new year. A new time, a new moment to focus on Jesus and his promise that he is coming back. And he'll come back, Jesus says, I'll come back when the world least expects it. Well, when do you think Jesus is coming back? Well, you know, that's certainly not going to be in my lifetime. I don't know when, you know. So we say we don't know when, and then we also might say, well, what, you know, uh, it's, it's beyond me. And, and so many people do not accept the fact that Jesus is coming back to judge the living and the dead. I mean, he came for us to square things with his father with us. He shed his blood on the cross of Calvary to say, these people whom you created, I cover them, I forgive them. They are now perfect in your sight. I mean, Jesus, he's our advocate. He stands before the Father and continually pleading our case. And we are continually thanking him for what he has done and continues to do for us. But there are ever so many people, ever so many people, who deny his return. We will all appear before him. Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10. The Apostle Paul reminds us, all appear in judgment before the king. Judgment day. Are you with me or are you against me? Well, that has to be lived out in our earthly life, doesn't it? I mean, we don't get second chances. I mean, it's like, uh, well, when we die, then uh, God is going to say, you know, well, you know, do you really want to go to heaven? No. That's lived out in our earthly life. That's our response in faith to God's call through his spirit to believe and trust in him above all things. It's kind of exciting, really, when you think about it. Jesus returned this grand and glorious day of judgment. He gives us a little more insight into what's all going to happen. The dead in Christ shall rise first, bodies, perfect bodies, holy bodies. And then those of us who are still alive will be caught up in that grand and glorious scene. And those, of course, who are not with him will be lost in hell. I mean, that's the reality of it. And God does want all to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. That's for sure. And that's why you and I have a task and a duty to perform. We cannot help but speak about the things we've seen and heard. That's our present day. That's our present life. That's what we have before us, before us. It's not going to be easy to live out these days before Jesus returns. There'll be a lot of trials and a lot of testing and a lot of challenge in our Christian faith and life. And we, we all have had that. And maybe we're in the midst of it right now. Maybe you're saying to yourself right now, you know, I just, I just really 
can't seem to get up for Christmas. Or maybe you find yourself saying, I can't wait till it's over. Or maybe you say, I can't deal with the stress and the loneliness that it always brings me. Everybody finds themselves in different situations in life. And, you know, Satan is always there testing us and challenging us and trying to move us away from the way that God has prepared. The present, the testing. And Jesus says, watch. Jesus says, watch, because no one knows when the owner returns. No one knows when I'm coming again. Be on your tiptoes. Stand in faith. Even so, Lord Jesus, as John says in Revelation, come quickly, soon. It's not a bad prayer. It's a good prayer. But God's good plan for us isn't always come quickly soon and take us now, but there's work to be done before he comes. There's these days of Advent. There's these days of preparation for the celebration of Jesus' birth. There's work to be done. But so for so many people, Jesus, the birth of his birth at Christmas and his coming again are not on the radar screen. They're just not. So many other things get in the way and take our time and take our focus. And I think one of the big things that often gets in the way is fear. We become afraid of what's around us or even what we're struggling with personally. And instead of looking up, we look down or within. And instead of seeing the cross, we see dust and darkness. God is saying to us this morning, wake up, because I'm coming soon. And part of getting ready for me is to celebrate my birth, my birth in Bethlehem. When the angels proclaimed the good news of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord, your Savior, personal Savior, who lifts you out of darkness and gives you new life. You can say each and every day as you, as you, as you open your eyes in the morning, as you get ready to go. Now let me mention to you, as you get older, it gets a little tougher to go. But as you get up and you get ready to go, you say, thank you, God, for this is a day that you have made for me. And your love for me is unfailing. As I said, there's work to be due. There's preparation. You're probably doing some preparation. I mean, obviously the congregation here did. All the folks who got involved in decorating the sanctuary, it's beautiful. Maybe in your homes you're doing some things as you get ready for Christmas. Um, let me, let me ask a couple questions here just briefly today. Um, you guys here, 
in the front. I love a uh, great family here. Um, what are you doing to get ready for Christmas? Have you done anything yet? Or are you going to? In your house? N not yet, but... Wrap some presents. Huh? They're way ahead of me. <laughs> Boy, I haven't wrapped any presents. Okay, so you're wrapping presents. What else are you getting doing? Yes. Decorating. Yeah, just like the beautiful sanctuary here, right? Decorating. Sounds like we're going to have a party. Yeah. We are going to have a party, right? Sure we are. A birthday party for Jesus. That's what we're going to have. And God's enabling us to get ready. And all of us get ready at different, in different ways and in different times. But he's coming. There's work to be done as we prepare for his birth and his coming again. As we wait, we work. We do his work. Paul calls us, the Apostle Paul calls us ambassadors for Christ. We don't sit idly by, but in our preparation, we speak and we live and we share the good news of God's love in Jesus. In Matthew 5.16, let your light so shine, right, before others that they may see Christ in you, the hope of glory. It's kind of takes some work to get ready, but it's the best work of all. Oh, by the way, Jesus reminds us, as we prepare for his coming, the celebration of his birth, don't fall asleep. A number of years ago when I was at Redeemer and preaching uh, there, there was a family that sat in the second row up front. I'll give them credit because normally Lutherans sat in the back. Okay, so they were in the second row, and this gentleman, he always sat on the, right on the aisle side. And whenever I was preaching, he had his eyes closed. And I said, his name was Richard. And I said, Richard, are you sleeping? And he would say to me, no, I'm resting my eyes. Well, we don't want to rest our eyes too much, do we? We want to be ready in repentance and in faith. We want to be ready to say, Lord, I'm not what I should be. You've made me, you've made me perfect in your sight. By your blood, you've covered my sin. I belong to you. I want to be ready for you. I don't want the world to distract me. I don't want to be distracted by others. I want to stay focused on you. No sleeping, but be on guard. In Mark 13, verse 36, the gospel reading concludes by saying, Do not let him find you sleeping. I say to everyone, watch. Well, you're not sleeping today. You're here in worship. You're here responding with prayer and praise and thanksgiving. 
You're here getting ready. You're literally standing on your tiptoes, anticipating and looking forward to his coming. May we be faithful. And may God strengthen us as we get ready for him every day. In Jesus' name, amen. And all God's people said, amen. We now have the opportunity to respond to God's word today by sharing in the confession of our